We just played the theme song. I I blocked it out of my head that that was Danny. You play that again, Jared. Um, Danny put that together in 95, 96. This is when you were just a listener. You did this? Yeah. Wow. Danny created this. I'm sorry. The Danny voice. Kind of lead us through the creative process. Some of those written in French. Oh, to use Google Translate before it was invented. your English language. Is this the last symposium? Yes. Thank God. I can't believe we actually filled the room for this symposium. Was there anybody left outside? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys out there. Do you realize what happened earlier with the Ticket Ticker Symposium? People refused to come in. I swear to God. This one, they could be at the front of the line to get into this one. I came in at the end of it, and there was like 11 people in it. I said, and he made a good point that this should have been a two for one. You had to go to the <laughs> All right, so let's hear from the people outside in the hall. <laughs> you going to tell them how bad they suck now? <laughs> Losers! Okay, so we are here to talk about the... Okay, so I was doing it at night first, and then somehow it moved to the mornings, which I don't remember. I think I would have come prepared and actually reviewed the timeline, but I, I didn't. And when I started off, I think it was just me and who was the board up at night? Was Dave the board up at night? I don't know. Great. <laughs> I thought he was your producer. Like you needed a air quote produ producer in day. He might have been. I, I can't keep it straight because you both played were at various times. One of you was the board up and one of you was the, the producer. I would, okay, should so probably address the glaring omission here. Oh yeah, Dave Lane uh, got sick and passed away. Pass away. <laughs> no, he is down in New Orleans right now with his uh, lover. Yeah, I'm sure his liver's doing great. And... <laughs> And he couldn't make it, so he couldn't make it out here to take a stock because he's taking his girlfriend or fiance or wife. What is she now? This is number three. Fiance. Are they married now? No, they're going to be. Oh, really? Uh -huh. Okay, so he's going to try marriage one more time. Wow. Good for him. Okay, so I, I know for a fact that I started running the board because my uh, moves at the ticket were it was intern and then the weekend overnight board op. So Which is the lowest position at the ticket. Yes, the absolute lowest. Thank you. Uh, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Friday and Saturdays. And then I got a promotion, and the promotion was to run the board on Saturday mornings from 6 a.m. to noon. Right. But that didn't last very long either. And then I started, uh, I was doing the, they offered me the golf show. I somehow weaseled my way into the golf show. Co -host on that. And then that would spill over into, we would mix with you guys 
and for an hour. Oh yeah, I would always do the old gag of, hey Corbin, I need you to stay around, there's a story that I want you to check yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And then I would keep pushing the story to the next second, the next second. And then what would end up is we would go to lunch after the show at noon, I'd be there for, you know, whatever, for seven hours, and then we'd start drinking. <laughs> Sometime around then. So bad, yeah. so irresponsible. But, the, and I didn't even know the show had gone on for 10 years. I remember that's how, why I quit doing the rant, was when one time I asked Davey how long we've been doing this, and he told me the date, and it had been, like, it was right at 10 years. We'd just gone over 10 years. Or we're coming up on 10 years, and so I, I said, why am I still doing it? Because there was no reason for me to come in on the weekends and do this show. So, and so we just quit it because we had gone 10 years. In 05. Like unceremonious dumping of a show I've ever seen. In 05, um, which was the 10th year, uh, I had a kid. And I remember like three weeks after I had the kid, I'm like, you know what? I can't do the Saturday thing anymore. I just, it's just too much and too busy. And I need, a, I need some time or whatever. And you're like, well... I mean, I guess that's it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was really it. So I'm curious as to how many of you actually listened to the rant when it was on, because that was a long time ago. And some yeah. of you had to started listening yeah. to the station afterwards. So there's a few. Yeah. Three for those of you waiting outside. Only three people in here. <laughs> I, I will say that I had more fun on that show to this day, I had more fun on that show than I had any other thing that I've ever worked on. Mainly because you didn't have to do anything. You just showed up and we just started talking. It wasn't about like preparation. It wasn't about planning. It wasn't about anything. It was just showing up. Because it was such a throwaway show, so we didn't feel any need to do any preparation. And it was just an improv fest. And so many of the things that ended up being done in during the week on programs were started on the rant, like layouts. That was a rant thing. Yeah. Uh, there was one time we had a f over a five minute layout on the rant. <laughs> and off, the off air lights. Yes, the engineer up. kept calling up there because we have this system to where if the transmitter goes down, you know, a, a red uh, alert goes uh, off to our engineering staff to try to get the transmitter back up, and it kept being tripped because the silence would go past whatever it is, you know, 15 seconds. And we kept it going for five minutes, and, uh, and that did not go over well with the engineering staff. But it developed a layout, which became very useful for us during the week, which we love layouts now. And what else would we start on that rant? There were a few different things. Phone calls. Phone calls. We had this idea, what if you took a phone call on the radio? And uh, we brought that into the weekday lineup as well. All right, we'll open it up to questions because we only have two minutes left. So, yes, sir. So, the content. How long is this question? I said we have two minutes left. I don't remember us getting in trouble Never. for it, which is no strange. Are you kidding me? No, no one ever said Because we pushed the envelope pretty oh. far during that. I mean, I was driving kids to. What? One cent right here. Gosh. And, you know, I'm like, why? I'm turning down the dial. Is that your sister? Or you get your yeah. arm around her? That's a little yeah. weird. <laughs> 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 I don't remember us ever getting in trouble for anything that was done on the rant.
Danny did bring up a good point, though. There was something replayed on the rant that almost got Danny and I fired. What, Uh, no. <laughs> it's an ice cream commercial. But yeah, we did, oh, it. Yes. Yes. we did an ice cream commercial that was a knockoff on Bluebell. You know the Bluebell <laughs> jingle, you know, the <laughs> country sounding and all that. Do we have that, Jeremy? And we did a... Yeah, someone uploaded that to YouTube. Yeah, yeah. we did one called Country Cream. <laughs> Country was spelled offensively. <laughs> and it was basically just about. Okay, there's children. Oh, yeah. Ice cream being made via human parts. Um, all natural. All natural. So very natural. All natural. Well, anyway, we played it on the hard It was part of a whole penis to table movement that was going on. <laughs> And then they played it, they replayed it on the rant. Yeah. And then a guy from Bluebell called up. Was listening on that Saturday morning. Yeah. Because they're very similar. <laughs> they sound exactly alike. Right. Um, and then we, yeah, that's the closest I've come. It's to on YouTube. I'm losing my job. We got called. Bacon is a Friday, oh, and the on the grill. And it's from the porch, on his fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it exists. I know that. Um, but you know what? The thing is, yeah, well, I can't believe we never got called in. I think it was because it was Saturday morning and our, no one of import from a management side was listening or there were no older people that were expecting us to do car talk or something like that. that were listening. It was all, we felt everybody that was listening was our age with our sense of humor, um, with our zaniness and all that. At least that's the way I looked at it. Except for Norm. So Norm tunes in and hears the famous JFK show, which I have a lot of regrets in life. About 60% of them occurred on the man. So that broke during our show, I think. That's so weird. You know about the, the, there was a space shuttle disaster that happened too on that show. I know, which when you think of the show to handle a disaster, basically. <laughs> So yeah, so JFK's plane had gone missing the night before, and the story breaks the next morning when we're on the air that they believe JFK Jr., talking about JFK Jr., had, uh, was dead. And so Davey was the one who made the worst comment about it. Which was always the case. Yes, and I took the shorts from Norm uh, about making jokes about JFK Jr. Now, I did make some jokes about Well, he died in gay hair. Yeah. And so he, right JFK there. Jr. went down on Gay Head. That's where his plane crashed. And so the exact name of the place, Gay Head. Right. We couldn't handle that. No. <laughs> not responsibly. Yeah, not responsibly. <laughs> so there were some uh, there was some fun had with that, and then Davey asked the most offensive question of all time, whether or not JFK Jr. got I can't even say it, it's so bad. <laughs> got compressed down to the size he was when he saluted his dead dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> and then we had him as like, this, like, like a cartoon accordion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we up and then he right. gets on the air and he just unleashes on everyone. <laughs> yeah. 
no filter, no filter. And so Norm heard that whole show and then called on me to be fired. And, uh, and then he confronted me the first day that he was on the station on the ticket when he came over from KLIF. Oh, that's he confronted me about the JFK Jr. thing. And uh, he goes, I just want you to tell me what is funny about a son saluting his dead daddy's coffin. <laughs> I don't know, Megan, you say dead daddy's coffin. Oh, man. Do it. So, yeah. Fire him! There are like a trillion things that I think about that, I mean, there were times when I was cry laughing to the point where, I mean, it hurt. I was crying so hard, and the funniest one for me was. I had an incident when I was four years old where I went camping with my parents. Is this your daddy's ding dong dog? And the story, to make it brief, was uh, my parents were outside. We had this little pop up camper. My sister and I were like four and five years old, whatever. And so we we're supposed to go to sleep. I knew my parents were outside. And I knew where they hid all like the Twinkies and Ding Dongs and stuff. So I go in there, I open up a brand new box of Ding Dongs, and I it was like a dog. I mean, I like ripped off the foil and I shoved them in my mouth, you know, and ate as quick as I could, and then crawled up in the, these little bunk beds we had in the pop-up camper. So sometime in the middle of the night, I get sick, and I roll over and like throw up on my dad, <laughs> which quickly turned into. Daddy's Ding Dong Cabin. That was the name of the camper of the story, and it evolved to the point where my dad was holding like a revolver in my hand, trying to get me to throw up on him for sexual purposes. That was his key. <laughs> Go up that ding dong thing, Trying to time it out. Come on. We had several scenarios. We had you and Whitney doing something your sister at one point too. Yeah. About you being idle with her C-section scar. We were fond of putting you in that position. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that happened on the radio, and we almost get fired for saying the Coors Light twins were sluts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's just, it's the weekend. I'm telling you, it was the weekend. So, but, other moments that I really remember, there was one where, do you remember when <laughs> we would do this thing where one of us would call up, oh, yeah. pretend to be some character that we just talked about in the news? And so there were just these completely improv bits, and there was one where you were trying, or I think I was, you were, I was Dennis DeYoung from Sticks. You were trying to convince Dennis DeYoung to commit suicide on the air. Of course, I'm, I'm betraying him as if he's like, you know, 14 years. What? I should do it? Okay, I got my dad's gun. Now what? Now what? It just manipulating him on the air to commit suicide. I don't even know why I remember that. Dennis DeYoung. Dennis DeYoung. That's the thing is like I have these memories and I have no idea how we got there to that scenario. But 
There was another one where there was a rat that held a press conference. There was a rat, a story about oh, yeah. a rat that ate off a baby's face and a grin. Yeah. And for some reason, the rat decided to have a press conference on the ticket. <laughs> defending itself <laughs> it was in the right <laughs> horrible then then of course the lobster claw baby arm debate yeah that's one of the classic debates is you had to choose what was the woman's name the the newscaster Bree Bree Walker Bree Walker that literally had lobster claws <laughs> well, yeah but that's what it was we eventually called it and I mean that was another crime moment the number one all time for me, and I don't know how to handle this sensitively at all, this was on the radio so it doesn't matter, was definitely the Dave Lane bathroom incident where <laughs> oh, yeah. he, his last grasp for life was ripping off the footprints yeah. black that his parents gave so him. The scenario this was that best. somehow, this is the thing, is like Dave, Dave is like one of these slow kids that you can convince to do anything. He'll admit to anything on the air. Yeah, too. and so you ask him questions and he'll admit to stuff, and then of course we build a whole show around it after he's admitted to something. And he admitted that he would, uh, wait, how do you handle this? How do we talk about it on the air? That he would, no, this is a different story. So he would commit self-gratification in the bathroom standing over the toilet, okay? Just, For sanitary reasons. Yes. <laughs> you know, that part's not unheard of, I guess, but, but he admitted that he, in order to save water sometimes after when he had gone bad bathroom, he would stand up and turn around and then do this. <laughs> Great environmental leader. The stickers you can put on your car of his silhouette standing on the <laughs> He's winning all these awards. Being <laughs> green. So we had the whole soundboard just champions him and everything. He was the guy who actually jerks and standing over a car. Turn down in the water. <laughs> the scenario played itself out. So yes, we had the whole scenario where he was standing there and at the apex of pleasure, his knees buckle and he starts falling. And he grabs a hold of the shower curtain and starts riding it down one ring at a time. <laughs> until he falls again until he falls and he kneed the wicker wastebasket. <laughs> up to try to steady himself and he pulls the cross-stitch footprints on <laughs> and then he ends up hitting his head on the faucet in the shower bleeds out and dies and that's how his body is his mom's like in there going see me i know jesus meant a lot to him he's holding the footprints <laughs> and i think somebody said i guess he wasn't carrying you tonight dude <laughs> oh gosh 
was my number one all time. That was funny. And then that told him, why did these stories, that, that particular Davy woman always get retold every year at Barktoberfest? Barktoberfest, for some reason we'd always tell him. It was like two hours of Davy stories that he, he would just sit there. And he goes quiet. He yeah. was regrets that he ever told us that. And so he has to sit there for the next hour as we're cackling like this, telling the story again and again. Adding stuff, adding stuff as we go along. And now, what was the footprint story again, Danny? Come on. <laughs> so that was a funny moment. And Corby, of course, offended many listeners when I think it was uh, was the hypothetical about Jimi Hendrix. Do you yeah. remember this? Oh yeah. <laughs> what were the choices offered to you? The hypothetical was all right. You can play guitar. Like, you just scour the room here real quick. It was a good joke when you have to look over your shoulder first. You play guitar like Jimi Hendrix. You are a god, and you are known instantly as like the greatest guitar hero of all time. And people just look at you in awe as you walk down the street. But you have to be full blown Mandarin Chinese. <laughs> First, I think the other option was, or you're just you. <laughs> and Corby chose to just be himself, rather than be the Chinese Jimmy Hendrix. Greatest guitar player that ever lived. Revolutionized the instrument. And you chose to just be yourself. And so, as we do with hypotheticals, you have to keep altering them until you get that level of equilibrium that makes the choice really hard. And we had downgraded to where Corby was... Uh, severely handicapped himself. He still chose himself over the Chinese Jimmy Hendrix. Then we gave him a choice of Chinese Jimmy Hendrix or suicide, and he chose suicide. It's not true. You're a jerk, man. It's not true. There was one time when there was a story that we were talking about that we were, again, we were laughing about it. There was, it was at a zoo, like in Cincinnati or something like that. I'm still pissed about this. <laughs> and like uh, one of those little kitty trains went off the track, you know, that was carrying a load of kids or whatever. And I don't even know the end of the story. Well, we thought, I was like, look, Dave and I are going to go in there and do a bit real quick where we're going to put together like a train sound effect and animal sound effects. And we're going to, you know, write some jokes for it. Boom, it'll take five minutes, we'll play it on the other side of the break. This is like right at the beginning of the show. Right at the beginning of the show, first second. I'm going to turn around a bit real quick yeah. for you. <laughs> this was a couple hours long. We go in that fucking production room. <laughs> and we don't come out for like two and a half hours. <laughs> We can hear him. Can myself. We can hear him. He's just like taking calls. Let's go to John and Garland again. So finally, they show up on this. I keep going in there every break. What's going on? We, we almost got it. We got. We finally found the sound effects. How about we got it? Okay, fine. All right, I'll go do another segment. And then come back in there. What? The, where? Where's the bit? We were like, the tape messed up. We got it. Now. We realized like midway through that it was the worst piece of shit. We were not committed. We had to keep going, you know. And then it got to the point where we were laughing so hard at how bad it was and how he was going to freak out. Yes, yes. Yeah. It was like only a minute and a half. Yeah. It, was a short bit. it was a short bit. So finally, at the end of the show, they come out of the bit, and 
They didn't tell me how bad it was. <laughs> and we play it, and I just realized that I have wasted two hours of my life waiting for this bit. It was so horrible. Do you have that? The same way as train bit? I mean, seriously, you guys would listen to it and go, there's not one joke in this. No. Thing. <laughs> huh? Do you remember what it was? It was Corby, who was the train engineer. And he's sitting on the train, and, and I think he had an ethnic voice, too. I don't know. But hey, kids, look over here. Look at the funny monkeys over here. Look at the funny you know, uh, zebras. And like animal sound effects. Yeah. They didn't even find actual sound effects. They destroyed and you can hear it, and it's like he's at the same distance yeah. from the microphone. Yeah, so, that's so it's like Corey saying, off. Yeah, here's the funny monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and look at the zebra. This is what they said. Whatever animal that Corey called out, Dave is hearing it for the first time. It was the biggest waste of time oh, ever. Yeah. The guy was funny. Was so I'm funny. still pissed at you guys for that. <laughs> the, the blood cannons. Uh, that was right before I got married, so it would have been in 2000. And then, like the week before, we were talking about how lovely the wedding was going to be, or something like that. Mm -hmm. but, and then it devolved into. How did the blood thing come in? I don't know. Can you share with me where I wanted? We were we were trying to to give you ideas because we wanted you to trick up your wedding. Yeah. Spice up the reception. Yeah. yeah spice everything up. Yeah. And remember we wanted to get uh, blood packets sewn into yes. Julie's train? Yeah. To where she would walk down the aisle and there was this <laughs> smear of red. <laughs> <laughs> and when you all said, I do, we wanted to have two blood cannons fly off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How do we even come up with that stuff? <laughs> I don't know. The show was... The show is so funny, we really should do it again, because... Yeah. 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 We're counting these things 20 years later, however long it's been, we're still dying laughing at them. And we would have stuff like this every weekend, it seems like. There would be some idea that would be, someone would come up with, and then all of us would start piling on, making it more convoluted and more tricked up, and we would always leave the studio with our bellies hurting because we laughed so hard. It was a fun show. It really was a fun show. And I'm surprised how many people still remember it and still bring it up when they come up to us. And now we're doing a freaking symposium about it. So it's something else important. All right, questions. We didn't do questions. Did we do questions yet? Uh, no, we did like one. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Who's got the next question? This man? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, those uh, Felicity Dawson Creek promos. Oh, they started there. Yeah, that's right. Yes. They started on the ring. Yes. Every once in a while, y'all do a recap, and y'all like, these are the ones we're allowed to play now. And the ones y'all play are like, yeah, pretty. So, what are the real bad ones? Well, it seemed like they all had to one up each other. Right. That's the problem every time. The heroin dose has to keep getting higher and higher. And, uh, well, which ones played on the air was the. We did a million of them. Because there was Marco, which I don't even think appeared in whichever show this was. The old Marco. The 
AIDS. <laughs> Marco was. No, he had it. And he was obsessed with giving it to the guild blood or giving giving people AIDS. You know, that's unfortunate. We have that, Jeremy. Tonight, <laughs> Dawson's Creek. Dawson, did you get the results of your test back? Yeah. Hmm? What did the doctor say? He said I'm eating up babes. Dawson, you don't even seem to be concerned. Hey, Kimberly, I've beaten acne. I can beat this. <laughs> I might have it. I don't know, but all this AIDS talk has got me horny. Dawson. <laughs> What can you think about sex right now? Right, Kimberly. I should be counting my blessings. 22, hot, and I own my own creep. Awesome, let's do it. <laughs> I knew you couldn't resist. <laughs> Kimberly is so easily swayed. <laughs> Dawson's creep. And that, that girl voice of Corby just creeps me out. <laughs> <laughs> you have another one here? Because there was There's all Felicity. the shows, and there was Felicity, Seventh Heaven, and Dawson's Creek. Oh, Seventh Heaven. Felicity. Felicity, I need to break up with you. Why? Because I got AIDS. Felicity. <laughs> 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 he announces, why do you need to break up with me? <laughs> <laughs> breaks up with her, then he goes butt wire on <laughs> Tonight, on a special secret episode of Gilmore Girls. Hey, Gilmore Girls! It's Marco! I've been reading the Bible lately. It's good, Marco! Yeah, but... Right after Deuteronomy, they left out a verse. What's that, Marco? AIDS. Oh, a waste of time. Lord have mercy. Any, was that a question? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but... Well, I mean, there's no doubt that's hilarious, but are you proud of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, back. Yeah. Are you through the Rocco call? Are your thoughts? The Rocco call? Yeah, yeah we just yeah. talked about that on the, the big round table. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. The, uh, so, Rocco, for those of you who don't remember, was a talk show host that was on in the middays. And he didn't get along with really anyone at the time. And he called up the rant one time. We went like two hours commercial free as Rocco scorched the earth and he got fired that following Monday. So, yeah, it was, you know, Rocco turned out to be a good guy. He, he it was a big fan of the station later on. And he got to be friends with a lot of us later on. But during his time here, it was just, it was oil and water. and, and but we ended up getting along. But yes, he hung himself on the ramp, basically. <laughs> Anybody else? Yes, sir. On oh, White Elephant Day, Danny talked about truths here in Bordeaux. He just told the Dave Lane story, but he mentioned the Doobie story. What was that? The time that Doug Anderson admitted to sticking a big pan up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> on the air. 
right? Yeah, that was not the end. I think it was. I don't know. I can't remember if it was on the air or not. But yeah, we, we'd. Uh, <laughs> just once again, you know, hey, dude, you ever done anything, you know, kind of crazy that you did? Maybe, uh, you know, when you're real worked up, did you ever do anything crazy? Well, I don't want to talk about that stuff on the air. No, it's okay. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> One time I was real horny, stuck a boom in my ass. <laughs> he, 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 told, he told that on the air, and of course he never lived that down. <laughs> Anytime he referred to it. Right, right. He's still known as the guy who stuck a... This little girl so giving her enough Benadryl that she's fine there. <laughs> Alright, anybody else? Yes, ma'am or sir? I can't see back to a woman. Ma'am. That brutal rhythm? What is that brutal rhythm? From the ramp theme, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who, who are your musical influences? <laughs> <laughs> I just was trying to come up with something as insane as the show and fell a little bit short, but yeah, I, didn't, I don't know. It's just something insane. It was corn, maybe. <laughs> it's a great theme song. It still holds up. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, the St. Patrick's Day thing. So that was a rant thing, right, originally? Yeah. And then it later... Yeah, Davey and I carried the tradition. tradition. That was awesome. Yeah, that would get out of control, <laughs> too. The best way to experience St. Patrick's Day, because I lived literally 10 houses from stands at the mm -hmm. time. Just you'd get up, walk over five minutes before the show. And we broadcast from on top of the roof of Stan's Blue Note, which is a bar down there off of Lower Greenville. And uh, so it was great because we would sit up there and we'd send somebody down with a wireless microphone to interact with the crowd and you just call out who you wanted to uh, interact we with. We would always send Dave because it was yeah. real awkward. Yeah. Yeah. We never did it, you know, and then he would go down there and it was just... He'd make a fool out of himself yeah. trying to get him slapped, you know, and feed him all kinds of lines that he would repeat like an idiot. It was funny. Yeah, those are great shows. I forget about those. Anybody else? Yes, sir. You talk about the not coming across to lose your job or not, but what their sponsors that you lost from different different scenarios you get on there. Is, not, there's not, one that we tried to lose. <laughs> I remember this was I don't remember if you guys know this, but but I guess whatever whoever whatever the show was before me, I think at that time. What was it? He's about the Beanie Babies? Yeah, I'm talking about, but I thought I inherited that segment from some other show. So there was a, a sponsor, his name was JW, and he used to sell collectibles. And he somehow had brokered this deal where he got a 10-minute commercial on Saturday mornings in which you would bring JW on and he would talk about the latest collectibles and Beanie Babies and, and football cards and so on. And they threw this on the rant. Well, I didn't want any part of that. I'm like, why am I doing a 10 minute long commercial? But you would have these questions fed to you that you were supposed to ask him. And uh, and there were a few times I think where he did get mad at us because we would go off script and, you know, ask if the Princess Diana Bear had a head injury. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was like a 10 minute commercial. And so yeah, back then when we were young, we did not quite have the self-control that we probably should have as far as taste goes. You would have never heard any of those uh, AIDS followed by a gunshot thing. If we did. So, 
Anybody else? Yes, sir. I'm just curious with all the wild ass things you guys say, what, you know, kids or siblings or family members, what do they have to say about kind of what you guys do? That show? There's a reason that I quit the minute my kid was born. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, my parents live around here, but they know not to listen to anything. <laughs> my sister doesn't live here, so she didn't hear about us having sex in a swing or whatever. Be <laughs> <laughs> one inch. From that was another thing that that uh, was. Well, there were two things that I remember. One was the David Burrell incident, which happened on the ramp, right? Yeah, that was when I kept pissing him off to wear it and he tore up the ticker room throwing stuff around because at the time the ticker was different and like we would throw it was the first thing in the break right yeah where you would throw it to the guy yeah and you would give like a tease you know the cowboys make a big move here with more is david burrow right well gordon got to the point where he would never say david burrow's name i think i said like dave burrow or something you know just <laughs> being casual and he got pissed at that like it's a common nickname for David, isn't it? And he got, his name is David Burrell. Yeah. I go by David Burrell. Well, of course, that sets me off. <laughs> and throughout the show, his name kept changing. Here's D. Burrell. Here's a here's, ticker guy. Here's ticker guy. And Hume, then, human. The final, yeah, here's human. <laughs> I think the final one was here's carbon-based life. <laughs> He, he knew, like, he knew it was coming, but you could see in the ticker room, and we were separated. I mean, it was like we had a studio in here, and the ticker room was back by the back of the room. Totally yeah, different room. Yeah. You could see. And he goes, here's carbon-based life. <laughs> and you just see papers just fucking <laughs> so <laughs> cool. <laughs> so mad. And the bad thing is, I, I was in the perfect position because I could throw it to, you know, here's, here's human... And he had to do a ticker after that. So you see him trying to read and he's turning all red out and everything. He's just about to explode. And the last carbon-based life form, he did explode. And threw everything did he do the ticker? Hmm? Did he do the ticker? It was like a 20-second pause before he made it. So, yeah. It was great. So bad. Yes, anybody else? I knew we'd run out of questions. Yes, sir. I'd like to give Corby the opportunity this forum to apologize for uh, Hey Bill. Yeah, that happened on the road. <laughs> That's him. That's Dill. <laughs> all right, to reset all this. Here. played that the other day, the Hey Dill moment. You have it? Okay, you go ahead and play it. So they use these actors without their permission. I don't think there's anything to do with this. It's a public figures. Hey, Dill, I, I, I got a T-boat, okay? What are you doing? Would you no shut up? No one knows what just happened, Corby. No one knows what Corby was given a K-State no, in his ear. What are you doing? There's a reason all these teams calm down. He didn't know. I've never okay, seen it. Okay, well, don't. If I wanted to watch it, I'd be watching it. He's on. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, he didn't mean it. Anything bad by it? God, I, I, 
I've got it teed, but I'm going over to well, Crash to watch know it. I know. You know it. Don't know. Jason said in our ear that K State scored. So what's the score right now? <laughs> 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 All right. So anyway, Corby sounds like he had a helium sandwich. <laughs> so Jason. Why did you give me the score? We're a sports station! <laughs> so, I'm, I'm a big Nebraska Cornhusker fan. I hate OU. <laughs> Better dead than Cedar Red. I knew it! I knew <laughs> this was something like baseball. Big State Scores was an opportunity to give a little dig at OU Cornhusker. I knew it! I <laughs> knew it all along. I had every TV off in there. I mean, everything was just perfect. And then, hey, uh, KC's upset at that. <laughs> because if only you would have scored, you would not have said a word, right? No. No. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> now there's a six-foot pickle in the other room right now. Deal. Hey, Jason, I am sorry. The best, the best part of that was at the end of the show, where uh, we hit the elevator at the same time. We're going down the, the elevator, and Corby gives me that kind of Corby look. I accept your apology. <laughs> oh God, that's great. That wasn't the only time I think that you did. You yell at Expo? Was oh, that on the hard line? line? Yeah, was that on hard line? Yeah. Okay, that was the. Uh, he, cut, he had to get dumped. I got him that. But he yelled at Expo and called him a, a phrase I'd never even heard anyone call before. <laughs> Expo was a little bit heavy set. <laughs> yeah, I called him gravy tits. <laughs> I'm not proud of any of this. I'm proud of the bits we did. <laughs> My explosive temper. Corey, can you clarify? Did you mean dill pickle or the he meant the rigid female pleasure device. I believe the proper term is dildo. Why do you want to say that? Oh, we're going to look both on a round table up there. Oh, we are. Well, thank you guys. <laughs>